In today's solo, I'm going to crack open your skull and show you a little wad of ancient goo that controls every single thing that you do in the world and in your life and what you can do to take charge again. Are you hitting a wall in your business because you feel like you're too busy? Do you ever wish there were more hours in a day? This podcast is for hyper-focused entrepreneurs who want to learn the secrets of superhuman productivity. Together, we're going to kick procrastination in the teeth. We're going to slice through BS excuses like a katana blade. We don't ever wonder what happened because we're the ones that made it happen. My name is Josh Thomas. You've now entered the do zone. Welcome to the DZ Tribe. The longer you wait to do something you should do now, the greater the odds that you will never actually do it. DZ Tribe, Josh Thomas, so glad to have you here today. We're going to talk about something really important. Something that has probably been affecting you for your entire life, and maybe you don't even realize it. And it's the amygdala problem. You see, the amygdala is this tiny little knot in the back of your brain that controls your fight or flight response. Some people have called it the lizard brain or something thereabouts because lizards only activate and uh, make decisions based on this tiny little part of their brain. They don't have frontal lobes and hemispheres and all this. They've just got this little knot that controls fight or flight. You know, sex, reproduction, food, survival, the lowest rungs of Maslow's hierarchy. And we all have an amygdala. And unfortunately, or maybe not, unfortunately, it is uh, it has some legacy wiring, if you will. So we've got all these other cool parts of the brain that help us with logic and good decision making and uh, distinction, discrimination, all of that stuff. But we've got this amygdala. And it has all of the original cables that expanded out into the new brain parts as they were developed through evolution are connected to the amygdala. And the amygdala has an overwhelming influence over all of our actions and every single choice that we make. So what does that mean to you? Well, let's first understand how it actually impacts you and what it, what it actually does. So fight or flight, where did that come from? Uh, there is an amazing quote. I don't remember the exact wording, but there's a documentary called The Social Dilemma, which you should absolutely watch if you're a responsible human being. Uh, but somebody basically said, look, your brain is working on an operating system that is millions of years old, and it has never, ever had a firmware upgrade. And I want you to think about that. And I've referenced this maybe several times in different stories I've told or interviews that I've given. And the idea is there's a saber-toothed tiger chasing you through the prairie millions of years ago in uh, prehistoric Africa or something. Okay, And that amygdala came in really handy because what it does is it produces a hormone when it senses danger. And it produces this hormone that either prepares your body for a fight or it prepares your body to run from that fight, one or the other. And so if we're worried about a saber-toothed tiger coming and killing us, then we're getting ready for that fight or we're getting ready for the flight, depending on you know what 
our, uh, the rest of our brain tells us about our chances of survival. And so what has happened over the years is, guess what? There are no more saber-toothed tigers. They're gone. They went extinct. Uh, we, we won that battle, if you will. I guess their teeth were too big or something. But the problem is our brain has not been given a new uh, OS upgrade that does not include the saber-toothed tigers. And so it is still constantly looking for that threat, and it is still triggering that fight-or-flight mechanism for all kinds of things. There is an actual phenomenon called amygdala hijack. It's a thing. Look it up. And what it means is uh, something is triggering your fight-or-flight mechanism in your amygdala with no real good cause or reason to do so. Hmm, Think about that. How has that come up in your life? How has that impacted you in a positive or a negative way? How many situations have you just felt the need to run from? But there was probably no danger. And how many situations have you been in that you just felt the need like, you know what, I got to fight for this. I got to fight. But probably you didn't really gain anything from that fight other than maybe some pride or something. How many situations have you been in where your fight or flight mechanism was triggered, but it didn't really need to be? How many times was your amygdala hijacked? How has that impacted your life? How many things have you run away from that you should have confronted? How many things did you put up a fight when the best solution really was to just walk away, cut your losses, and go? How many times did you confuse yourself on which option and which action you actually took versus the one that you should have taken? And that's really what I want to talk about today because our amygdala is a powerful beast. And if we are not aware of it, If we're not aware of how much control and influence it has on our lives, then it will remain in control and it will constantly be scanning the atmosphere for threats. It's great to have because it keeps you alive. Well, it used to keep us alive. And now that those threats are gone, now that there's no longer a saber-toothed tiger chasing you through a field, it's still looking for threats. But since that threat's been neutralized, what's next? What's a little bit higher up the chain? If the threat of death from a savage animal is no longer a thing, well, what is that next thing? My theory is if your brain is not worried that it's going to die, the next thing that it's worried about is that it's going to be uncomfortable. And now your amygdala is producing a hormone that triggers a fight-or-flight response for discomfort, not for survival or death. Or we got to get out of here. This place is on fire. No, for discomfort. Mm, I don't know. We might be a little bit uncomfortable if we make this decision. We better not. And instead of even making the decision, you just put off the decision. Because the decision itself is uncomfortable. We don't even decide if we're going to fight or flight. We just kind of stay where we are. Because that's comfortable. And we're avoiding discomfort. And if you follow a slippery slope on this... What's next if the threat of death is neutralized and the threat of discomfort becomes neutralized in theory? What's left? What's the remaining threat? Well, if you, if you really take it to the nth degree, the remaining threat is an unnecessary expenditure of energy. Okay, well, I know I'm not going to die. I know I'm not going to be uncomfortable. Uh, I probably don't need to do a whole lot of exercise. 
uh, you know, I, I probably don't need to go out too much. I think I'm just going to stay home. I think I'm just going to stay immobile. I think, you know what, I have to spend a lot of energy processing all of the information that is coming through my eyeballs and going into my brain right now, and we better conserve that energy just in case we might need it in the future. I'm just going to go ahead and close my eyes and not open them again. You know, all this breathing and digesting, that's a big waste of energy. I think we're just going to stop that too. And then pretty much humanity as we know it just ceases to exist because our brains have gone haywire looking to neutralize threats. And so at some point we have to stop. Now, it's a little bit of extreme. I mean, it's going to take us, you know, probably hundreds of thousands, millions of years to evolve to the point to where we're just like useless blobs. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe it'll only take like 50 years. Maybe by the time I'm 80 years old, I'll be a useless blob. Who knows? But the point is, you have to take control of your amygdala because, yes, it has a purpose, but... I would say it has a very like base level 10% purpose now in your life. Whereas in the days of the saber-toothed tiger, it was like 80 to 90%. Now it's more like 10. Like it should be there, but it should be like in the back of the bus and, and you occasionally kind of go back there and say, hey, what do you think, old wise man? And the old wise man will say, well, back in my day when we were trying to avoid saber-toothed tigers, here's what I thought. Here's what I did. And then we take that under advisement. We make the best decision we can with all of our frontal lobes and our cortexes and, you know, all those other brain parts. I don't know. I'm not a brain surgeon. I'm not an anatomist. I'm not a medical expert. But we take it under advisement, but we don't let it control us. And how is that impacting your business? How is that impacting your relationship? If you really think about this, when was the last time that you made a great business decision that involved you running away? When was the last time that you made a great business decision that involved you getting into a fight? Think about that. Now, switch out business decision with a relationship. When was the last time that guy or that girl, or however you identify, when was the last time that that relationship was improved because you ran away from something that seemed like a threat? When was the last time that it was improved because you put up a fight for something that seemed like a threat to you? I want you to really think about how this impacts you. Now, you have to take responsibility, 100% responsibility for every action that you take in your life. Everything that happens to you in your life is your own damn fault. I, I will believe that till the day I die. But you have to realize some of the decisions that you've made in the past may not have been from your direct influence. They may have come from your fight or flight mechanism because it has an immense, tremendous amount of influence over your actions and your behaviors. So what do we do about it? First, the first step is we must acknowledge that this is a strong presence in our mind and in our thought process. The first step to solving a problem is acknowledging that you have a problem, okay? And we all have this problem. It's called the amygdala problem. So the first step to solving it is I realize that my amygdala will make decisions for me if I don't stand up for myself. And then the second step, and there's really, I like to keep things pretty simple here. The second step is really just to ask yourself when something comes up and you have this strong reaction to, oh, I got to get away from this or, oh, I got to really, I got to win. I got to fight this. Is to ask yourself, is the solution, is the action that I'm taking and the solution that it will produce, is that going to make my life better objectively? Is it going to make my relationship better objectively? 
Is it going to make my business better objectively? Is it going to make me safer objectively? And if the answer to that question is no, well, don't do it. Don't, don't run. Don't fight. Whatever it is. But if the answer to that question is yes, before you do it, take one more step and really question that. Because, you know, your, your amygdala is so hardwired into your brain that it is, it is a, definitely a, a manipulator. And it's going to try and convince you every way from here to there that it's right. So even if it's a yes, test it again. Accept a no. But if it's a yes, test for a false positive. That is probably the best process that I can give you to help address the amygdala problem. And it is a problem. You have to really take a look inside of yourself and understand this is a problem that I've got to fix. I've got to work on this for myself, for my family, for my people, for my children, for my husband, wife, for my company, for my business, for my neighborhood community, for my future. We have to solve the amygdala problem. That's going to do it for this episode of The Do Zone. If you've got a topic you want me to discuss on a future solo, you can find me on Facebook or Instagram at joshthomas80. Until next time, hey, what are you still doing here? Go get something done. I have a job for you. Open up your phone or get out a piece of paper and write down these three questions. Number one, what is one important task I can get completely done today? Number two, when can I start it? And number three, what impact will that have on my life? Now answer these questions as best you can every single day this week. Then commit to taking action daily. Now you're in the do zone, baby. Let's go. Need some help with accountability? Are you stuck where you're at and not sure how to break through the barrier in front of you? Join the DZ tribe for free by visiting thedozone.com. We're a group of hyperactive entrepreneurs who want to help you get more stuff done. Oh, one more thing. If you know somebody who needs to hear this message, share it with them. Text them, email them, send them a DM on social media, smoke signals, carrier pigeons, whatever. Be sure to tag us at The Do Zone. Also, keep the five-star written reviews coming over on iTunes. That helps new people find the show, hear it, and get themselves into The Do Zone as well. And always remember, the road to success is paved with imperfect action. So what are you waiting for? Go do something already. See you next time.